Sorry, turns around to everybody. Okay, okay. And he says, I didn't fuck my cat. Fake punchline uh-huh. intro. He's... That's a thing someone had to write this uh-huh. week and explain uh-huh. to the internet. Uh-huh. This is this is the world we live in, and these are the hands we're given. Use them, but don't use them on your no, cat. Don't use them on your cat. Oh, you dick on your cat for that matter. For that matter, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> like a breath of fresh oh, YouTube mediocrity. God. We're breezing through your town. Welcome to Big Damn Cast, a pop culture podcast for geeky gossip and nerdy news. My name is Christopher. Oh, Shane Johnson. <laughs> My name is Matthew. Why? Watson. Also available in Spanish. Yes. Porque. Porque. <laughs> Watson. Porque. We've got less than two hours. To Less talk about stuff. Two hours to talk about a lot of things. Yeah, in the last like two days, the the world decided to give us all of the content to talk about. Lots of news. Lots so of news. We're gonna and bash through some. There's some starting up with some uh, a real trailer drop. I mean, yeah, we're uh, we're a little bit behind because we recorded early last week, oh. so we've got some things to catch up on. But we've also got like in the last day, <laughs> we got like three things. Mm-hmm. So. First of all, let's go back to just after we recorded last episode, and let's talk about the proper full trailer for this little movie that is coming out from uh, Disney called Avengers Endgame. Or Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Endgame. Endgame. Uh, yeah, the, the, the presumably final trailer for Endgame, and the first full trailer for Endgame? Second full yes. trailer for Endgame, I think it is. And, I, I, and you know, the, the scuttlebutt is that there's all there's stuff from these trailers from all the trailers like from the first twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, and... uh, I think it's been confirmed this week that um, yeah, it's all from within the first twenty minutes, half hour of the films structurally. But uh, the trailer house, because obviously the way trailers are made, ladies and gents, is a yeah. different company makes them. The studio gives them footage that is finished. They hand it over. The trailer... Well, mostly finished, depending mostly on what finished, the movie yeah. is. <laughs> 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 the Mummy. <laughs> okay, let's go watch that film where Tom Cruise screams in a silo. Mm. Um, they um, give them finished footage. The trailer house cut the trailer together. They then turn to the movie people and go, hey, can we just get a bit of extra dialogue? Or can we get an alternate read of this line just totally for the trailer from that actor? Yeah, okay, this and the other, blah, blah. Cut it together, brilliant, out it goes. Sometimes it happens completely without the involvement of the creatives on the film, yeah. which is why you get Terminator, Salve- uh, Terminator Genesis style trailers that spoil the plot mm-hmm. and send the directors into a rage publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, what's happened here is Marvel and Disney have given the trailer house a total, you ready for this? of eight minutes of footage to work with Ooh. across all of the marketing. <laughs> Talk about keeping it under wraps. Yeah, this is going to be like a two-hour, 38-minute movie. So what? this trailer has me extra excited because of that. Because this trailer spoils two things. 
What does it spoil? Of, it spoils that Tony and Nebula will make it back to Earth Which okay. Which isn't really a spoiler, is it? Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, but it could have been... Because considering Tony's storyline was separate from everything else that was going on with the team back on Earth. But, fair enough. And it spoils that, yes, those toy leak pictures and image leak pictures from last summer and this January are true. The big chunk of the team are getting this white specialised like armour for some form of probably space mission. Spacesuits. That is going on in, up in this piece. And I think the only reason they've included in that trailer is to go, hey, you know those guys who spoiled it? There you go. We could have put something else in the trailer that you hadn't seen. But instead we just confirmed a thing. Yeah. So, bye! Yeah. Fuck off! We can we confirmed a thing from the first fifth of this movie. Yeah. All voiceover from Peggy from Winter Soldier. Yes. Um, new voiceover from Tony, but talking about the events of the first yes. Iron Man. Some new bits of voiceover of, of Thor and and um, Captain America and, and Black Widow, carrying on the theme of the previous last year's trailer, the first yeah. teaser trailer for Infinity War. The whole one where they gave like Nick Fury's dialogue, but it was different characters yeah, saying it. Across it. Them. Yeah, yeah. And this time they do that, but it was the whole like some people, you know, just lay down, they not us, not us, and all this. And we get move to on, see... not us. We get to see a little bit of interaction between Captain Marvel, yeah, and between Thor. Carol and uh, Thor. So that's nice bit of interplay. Yeah, love that. Just nice little so shot. Cool. Freaking summons Stormbreaker. She doesn't flinch, but she sort of looks like, hmm. And that's enough for it to be like, yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> she gives you a little smirk. <laughs> she's so cool. Uh, Lastly, so fucking cool. Looks like our Earthbound heroes. Some time passes because we have shots of scenes where Natasha has the short blonde bob. Yeah. And we have scenes where her hair is sort of near shoulder length There's... with the blonde running out. And we also have shots of her in the spacesuit with completely red hair and a long ass braided ponytail. Yeah. Steve got... straightens up and has a shave. Yes. <laughs> Goes back to his classic look because sometimes people need a little old fashioned. Coulson said that in Avengers about him putting on the red, white, and blue again. Yeah. Steve tidies up in this film and looks himself. And there's a shot of what is inevitably going to be from toward the end of the movie of him tightening his shield in cap uniform, looking like looking like something really horrific has just happened and he's going to fight on and deal with whatever it is, no matter what. It's because he's, he's cap. Obviously, Tony's just died and Steve's now going to fucking punch Thanos out. That's why. That's yeah. obviously what's going to happen. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I have excited. no idea what's going to happen. I'm very excited. Favourite shot in the trailer? Uh, for me it's Scott Lang walking around Cassie's neighbourhood seeing the missing posters implying how long he's been out of it in the quantum realm the bins have not been empty for a while eh (laughs) where are all the bins why did all the bin men go but but you want to give Ant-Man a serious kind of a weighty sort of oh that's why he's here well it it looks like he's not the only one who's lost his whole family is that your favourite shot the, the it's, inevitable picnic of death. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, mm, I'm happy with my daughter shooting arrows like a bowman. Oh, she's dead. Um, my wife's <laughs> dead. Um, my other kid's dead. Uh, I better go to Japan that. and shave off the sides of my hair. Go to Japan, punch get things. a terrible haircut and kill dudes. Like I, I'm interested in Hawkeye's arc to see how he gets to where he is at the start of any. At one point, it looks like Hawkeye and Ant-Man are on either a spaceship or in a base as it's exploding. Space base? Because Hawkeye is, 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 in, is in 
Hawkeye outfit. He's not Ronan. He's not. He's not Ronan. He's he's in Hawkeye uniform. Yeah. yeah. So because the thing is, we saw Hawkeye's look in this movie. His his Hawkeye Hawkeye look for in for Infinity War about a year and a half ago. Yeah. yeah when they did the big photo shoot in October 2017 for Marvel's 10th anniversary, they got everyone together and did a big photo shoot. I suppose they had. And to they did get a big that. spread in Entertainment Weekly, and yeah. it was full of character portraits from across the years. And the Hawkeye one was this outfit with his terrible hair so because that was the thing i think we all tried to forget they shot these movies back to back oh yeah with a bit of a break around I the release around the release of infinity the war brothers around the release of infinity war they, they finished filming f- for a while about a month after infinity war came out yeah then they took a three and a half four month break and yeah. then went back for another two months of reshoots and pickups yeah um, so Hawkeye stuff for this movie was probably shot in early 2017. That's a weird thought. Yeah, that is weird. But uh, yeah, I'm, and I can see why they spread the filming out because there is some stuff. Obviously, wigs are a thing, but there does seem to be an element of right. We're going to shoot your scenes here, so many wigs, and then we're going to pick up with you later on, and and this, that, and the other. Because yeah, like Steve, like that long hair was a wig. I think it was a good wig, but it was a wig. And then you see the short hair, and you're like, that's Chris Evans' actual head. I I think. Tony Stark's There's... hair has changed a lot. Toby pointed out to me last night, he's grey in the temples when he's in the Avengers base. Like Reed Richards style. Yeah, well, like time has passed. Mm. Uh, um, also, I think there's an entire hair continuity department for this movie. <laughs> for Marvel's, just the hair continuity yeah. folks. There's a hair continuity department and now a Tesseract continuity department. <laughs> Easily explained away. We don't know what happened between Howard Stark getting hold of it and it being revealed to Selvig in a briefcase at the end of Thor. Well, we know some of what happened. Well, let's just say, I hope you washed it. Um, oh. <laughs> you know what else I hope they wash? <laughs> I cannot wait to see where the segue is going. <laughs> the Doom Annihilation trailer from my mind. Matt, you can polish a turd. It looks really bad. So Doom Annihilation is not a sequel to Doom, the movie based on the game. No, nor which is, is it, not good either. Nor is it based on the current version of the games. In fact, the trailer is so poor in quality and the product looks so kind of by the numbers video game movie bullshit that even Bethesda yeah when asked about it tweeted back and said we have nothing to do with this they don't because they're, they're, they're pointing out they're like yeah it's not, it's not us we, we make the games and we're going yeah that's not us <laughs> like we are no. distant from this shit we are the current holders of this this there is, kingdom there is we, some... have the, we are the keepers of this kingdom and we're like oh them yeah, they're literally just someone else doing our thing. There is some exciting Doom Legally. stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> but <laughs> this ain't it. It's not it. I thought you were going to say this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> no, I mean, this ain't it, Chief. But um, <laughs> the thing is, oh, God. oh it looks... Mm, uh. I don't want to be disparaging... Of fan productions because some of them are really impressive, and, and they're made a lot often, of them. A lot of them are made, yeah. regardless of the talent or whatever. A lot of them are made with passion, with passion, and, and there's, they give a vibe off. There's I a vibe am, that you get from them. I am no stranger to ambition outstretching ability. Like I get that. I've we, been there. We both trained as actors, folks. Yeah. Like I know what it's like to not be able to do what you want to do. Because of budget or whatever, and it doesn't look right, and all that stuff. But this, <laughs> this looks like sub. This looks like a a mid nineties sci fi channel of production. This looks like an episode of fucking Sliders. You know what I mean? It, it looks so the lighting's so flat. This looks like a DVD Uwe Ball. It looks worse than that, even. Well, the difference there is Uwe Ball at least sort of like 
knows how to shoot a monster, I suppose. I mean, he's got some visual flair. Not much. He's got some visual flair. No, no, be careful. Do, do you want to have to fight him? Ruff. Um, <laughs> but this is just... It just looks so... Shit. Yeah. I get it just... The trailer gives us nothing other than, hey, you know Doom? Yeah. You know that thing with the really cool, frightening monsters that relentlessly pursue your protagonist and want to tear him limb from limb? Oh, I think it's the that, way that even, that even the 2000... <laughs> but that, that even the 2000... 16. 2016 one. No, the uh, the, uh, the the film. Oh, the film, uh, two thousand five, I think. Yeah, so they even, with they, Carl even, Urban, even and it... uh, and um, uh, Gone Girl, uh, Rosamund oh, Pike, Rosamund Pike wearing and, no bra and for no reason, and The Rock, who at this point is the still rock. The Rock, and half credits. of Dexter Fletcher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which half? You got to watch the movie to find out. But don't watch the movie. But do go on YouTube to watch no, the first person sequence. Kind of do watch the movie. Okay, because it's, it's bad. But it's kind of fun. It's bad, but it's entertaining and it's full of good people. Like it's really full of, it's, good, yeah, it's good full actors. Of good people, but it is complete fucking nonsense. But even that has monsters in it. Like creatures. Yeah, it has. Hell beast. This looks like it's just got zombie makeup effects. And some well, there co- is and some a contacts. creature. There's a creature. Yeah, it's doom. But I don't want a creature. I want someone tearing through give me, swathes of beasts. Give me a pinky or give me death. That's what I say. <laughs> Right. Um, no, nah, this looks shit. It yeah. looks terrible. A lot of people complaining about oh, the doom. The doom guy is a girl now. Fuck off. So it doesn't matter. It just so? looks shit. The movie's not about doom guy. Like, think... The movie's not about doom guy. It's got a different central character. Let her have some power armor and be a fucking badass. Yeah, but where I don't see much power armor in this trailer. Also, yeah. It's and but, if, but like no, no one made that complaint about Doom the film. No one ever said like, "Where's Doom guy?" They just went, "Oh yeah, cool space it's marines." Carl Urban, the Rock is Doom guy. No, he isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's um, no, it's a thing of if there had been that reveal of like power armored badass cutting through Age of Demons and then it's like Samus Metroid style. Yeah. Take the helmet off and it's a woman. That'd be cool. But no, it just looks shit. Um, Toy Story 4. I've just realised the second video game movie with Annihilation in the title that is dog shit. Third. Wait, what? There's another? Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. Resident Evil Annihilation. <gasps> of course! I was thinking Mortal Kombat. Okay. Yeah, I think there's a Resident Evil Annihilation. I think, I think you are right, sir. Let me double check that while you... Talk about Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 is a 2019 motion picture that doesn't need to exist. But. But. Uh, we were both kind of like, really? Really? In fact, you could probably go to all the episodes of this podcast and hear us talking about it when more tidbits came out going, really? Why? Mm. But then I saw a Tom Hanks interview last year where he basically said, I think it was Graham Norton, where in it he says like, yeah, we've, we've done it. We've been back recently to just, you know, do pickups and different lines and pretty soon we're going to wrap on it. And he says, they've told, they've told a wonderful story. It's a really wonderful way to close the story. Well, Toy Story 3 felt like the end of the story, so it sort of seemed pointless to go revisit the well. Oh, I'm lying, by the way. There isn't a Resident Evil Annihilation. There should be. God damn afterlife, it. afterlife, an extinction, <laughs> oh, an God. apocalypse, but no annihilation. Oh. Sorry, continue. <laughs> They'll come up with another one. I know the last one's called The Final Chapter, but when has that ever stopped any franchise? Oh, it's getting rebooted. Oh, of course it is. Oh, God. But carry on. Toy Story 4 is not sullying the trilogy. It's offering a closing chapter for the toys, it looks like. Um, Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 is the story of Andy and his relationship with the toys. This is about the toys. So I'm kind of fine with it. Pros. This looks great. I think this is the best looking Toy Story movie. 
in terms of the direction, the lighting on like the highway stuff. It's like, this looks really good. For well sure. done, Pixar, you For motherfuckers. Sure. Yeah. Con. It's Toy Story 2 again. It's a story about Woody's self-worth. Um, pros. The starting, it's Toy Story the 2 star- again. Yeah, this, it's Toy Story 2 again. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, yeah. I mean, the starting main plot and what then becomes the B story is about Forky. A Sporky. A Forky, in it. That Forky. looks great. But he's a spork. He's I can see why it's confusing. Yes. Forky played by Tony Hale. That looks amazing. I love the idea that Woody's like, look, we've got to look after this guy because you are really important. You're Bonnie's favourite toy right now. She made you and she loves you. So this is what it's like to be a toy. And this is what you should do and, and look after you know, look after your kid and it'll be great. And Forky's entire thing is, I was meant to be used for food and then thrown away. Goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> like, he's literally suicidal and having Shoot. an existential crisis. Maybe chilly. Maybe chilly. It's like, this is great. Like, that stuff I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, cons. It looks like Bo Peep might be the surprise Pixar villain because that's a trend Pixar have now. I don't know if that's a con. I think it's more a con that Pixar have the same story model. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The trailer shows off Christina Hendricks' character, who's the the doll, uh, in the antique store, and it's obviously meant to be like a here's the villain. Yeah, I don't buy it. What about, I don't buy it. What about the dummies? Oh, her ventriloquist dummy minions. Fuck yes. So here's a little detour. Toy Stories. When Toy Story started as a pitch in like the late eighties, and went through several years of like Jesus, conception it would have been stuff. That far back, wouldn't it? And oh, anima- animation began proper in ninety one. It took four four and a bit years to animate the whole film. Oh. But. The, one of the original concepts, the concept was always about a spaceman toy gets brought home and the cowboy toy who's like the favourite gets jealous and tries to get rid of the spaceman toy. Like That was always the initial concept of the film. In earlier drafts, Buzz, and there are CGI sequences, like little shorts they made testing it out, yeah. and, and animatic ones with voiceover that exist of this version. Yeah. Buzz was a tiny little space. He's called like Spaceman Steve or something. He was this tiny little dude. He had a little, very very curvy. Sort of looks like a little squeeze toy. Do you know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> got a cool little Steve. helmet. He's like I'm Spaceman Steve, like that oh. kind of thing. And he's he's proper. He's he's an idiot in that. He's not mis- he's not misguided. His entire philosophy isn't right. He's just an idiot. He's a goofy little idiot. And Woody was always a cowboy. Yeah, because it was the whole idea of spacemen toys replacing cowboys and Indians toys. But he used to be a real prick and a ventriloquist doll. Oh, he was a ventriloquist dummy. Um, that I didn't know. More goofy looking, like rounded hair. We've got a little thing all flopping around. Like you see the animation. There's a lot of movements like this, and he's just kind of flopping his hair and talking yeah. like that. He's a red doll, essentially. Yeah, and he was a he was a prick. Like his entire character was. He's a prick. And after they made these shorts, of testing it out. That's when they went. We need to right. This is cool, <laughs> but like if we're going to tell an hour and a half story, we need to have something likable about these characters. There needs to be likability. They can't just be these ideas. Like we've got the idea of space toys replacing guns and and cops and robbers and cowboys and Indians. That's fine, but we've got to like them. So they did a complete character revision over the main two characters. It's taken them twenty five plus years, but they finally got. Creepy ass fucking ventriloquist dummies. Just for you, Chris. It's a Toys R Us. It's a Toy Story. Just for you. The internet, of course, has been comparing them to Slappy (laughs) from Goosebumps. They are very Slappy esque. Right down to the sculpted hair and everything. They're very much like the live action Slappy. Um, 
I think that that is a creepy visual when Woody's running between the bits of the cabinet and one of them is kind of falling in trying to grab yeah, his, his yeah. creepy little dummy mouth. That looks cool. Um, Definite creepiness. I like the fact we're with Bonnie. I like the fact we're getting Andy flashbacks, even if he has had his third facelift in uh, twenty-five years. Um, Oops! Oops! A diddle! But yeah, fine. I'm you know I'm more excited than I thought I would be. Plus, it's part of the year of the peel, so. That's true. It's one of Jordan Peele's big three this year. Well, the next week is, yeah, is, the, next, is. is the next one, so yeah, we're going to have to try is. and sign that. Uh, but it won't be able to see it the weekend, but we'll put that after the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, have, you, have, you heard the, have you heard the tethered mix of I Got Five on it? It's been put online. No, no. The no. version from the trailer that was made by, for the trailer has been put online to listen to on oh. YouTube and on Spotify. I have seen other reviews and they are freaking creepy. Positive. Yeah, the, 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 the coolest one I've seen so far, because I've avoided any spoilers, but the coolest one I've seen so far has said it doesn't have as big a message as Get Out, and as such, it may not have the same impact of Get Out, but it has social commentary and it is terrifying. <laughs> so if you want, if you if you enjoyed Get Out as a horror movie, this is a worthy follow up. I'm looking forward to it. And, and also, Lupita Nyong'o's uh, performance has been performances have been cited as like career making sort of. I mean, she's she's had multiple career making performances, but like these would be ones yes. where, you know, if, if you're a fan of the horror genre and you've not really watched any movies she's been in, you're about to not only know her but worship at her feet. Well, I am a fan of the horror genre, Chris. Oh, I. Which is good. Which is one of the reasons I'm looking forward to Stranger Things season three, which is coming our way and about an hour before we started recording we got the first trailer for it yes oh my god timing we're recording this on Wednesday the 20th Sod's Law four other things will come out in the next two days fucking hell tell me about it but yeah Um, this looks really good it's a really goofy trailer that doesn't really give anything away and it's about the friends and they're all a bit older and it's all really sweet and isn't this cute and isn't this lovely and oh yeah as the trailer goes and it reminds you this is a horror TV show oh yeah oh oh look Someone watch the thing. We've got some. Cro- I was gonna say we've got some. Um, what's it? Cronenbergian yeah. carpenter like creature effects going Something on. Something looks like Rob Bettine shat it out in a nightmare. Yeah. Oh god, that's a great description. Um, <laughs> we've got. <clears throat> but yeah, we're beautiful like use way. of mix in the trailer, like just sort of that steadily growing sense of dread. Bubba O'Reilly suddenly becoming something more horrific and frightening. Great song, well used. Hopper's mustache. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, Hopper's Muster. The music, the music in these trailers overall has been really good. Yes. The Beach Boys, the use of the Beach Boys in the Toy Story 4 trailer was yes. really good. Yes. God damn it, Trailer Houses. Well done. Yes. Um, It's very good. <clears throat> I, I'm looking forward to it. And the button on the end is beautiful. How many children are you friends with exactly? <laughs> Steve! Just like, oh, 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 oh. Steve. AKA now that's Tiny how do, Ben Schwartz. That's how you do a redemption arc. Yeah. Yes. That is how you do a redemption yeah. arc. Um. I'm I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, oh, not really much more to say about it. Really more to say. It looks great. We're getting some great telly this year, man. We are. We're go- we're gonna have to get. We're gonna get a Twilight Zone trailer again soon. Ooh, surely gonna... it starts in like two weeks. Yeah, we'll be getting it on CBS. Unless they're gonna like trail each episode. Maybe because they've done a trailer, but it's very it's very vague. Yeah. Um. God, I can't wait for that. You're the peel. You're the peel. Yeah. Of. The, the peel. peel. And also the final year for another great piece of TV. Uh, the Game of the Thrones. That's, your favourite TV I show. I love that one. I love the you bit. You love the Game of I the Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. Because I love the bit where they take the hobbits to Isengard. 
Are you alright? No. Nope. Model of a laughing man in Riddler's apartment in Batman In your dreams, show no mercy. Oh, I could watch Batman Forever right now. I could watch Batman Forever every day. Oh, it's the every worst. Day. I, I think love I it. did. I think I did when I was because it was the only one I had on video. So when I was younger, I think I did watch. So it you watch you watch the trailer for the game over and over again. Every Real day. game every begins day. <laughs> every day with the non Jim Carrey Riddler. With the non Jim Carrey Riddler. <laughs> the 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 Niddler. I watched. What can we say about Game of Thrones, Chris? Uh, I like the bit where the eagles could have carried them all to the end. Look, the- it looks it's like a- Game of Thrones. It looks like a great TV series is going to be over. And Cersei's a real shit and I can't wait for him to get a comeuppance. It does very much look right. like a... Hey, everybody. We're about to cram a lot into eight episodes. Brace yourself. Kind also, of trailer. This is a show... Yes, it is. Um, So... <laughs> Like, incest has been a big thing in it for Jamie and Cersei, like their yeah. first characters. Oh. But do you know what happened last season? Spoiler alert for season? Game of Thrones Season 7, a two-year-old TV series. Go. So, Jon Snow and, and um, Daenerys... Daenerys started up. to hit it off, yeah. She's his aunt. Yeah. They don't know that. Yeah. No one knows that, apart yeah. from Bran. There is someone in the showrunning offices... Jerking but, off quietly in the corner at the fact they managed to get that in the show. Yeah. But they fuck. They fucking. And, uh, <gasps> oh my god, what if she has a deformed baby? Like Game of Thrones fantasy level deformed. Well, I mean and it suddenly sits on the Iron Throne and everyone goes, Oh yeah. I don't know if this is <laughs> I don't... Because it'll be deformed, it'll have twenty eight arms and those arms will be enough to accommodate all the swords in the Iron Throne. I I don't know if this is still canon. In the show. Or Fanon. But in the book, it's implied <laughs> that she is barren after her miscarriage in the first book. Right. Slash first season. They'll probably carry that but on. I then think that she... I'd have to read it again, but I seem to remember that it also implies that after she rides her dragon... Oh, yeah. Oh, tell me uh, more. Tell me more. Stranded in the desert. Oh, tell me towards more. Towards the end of book five. Oof. She comes on a period for like the first time in six years or whatever. Less hot. So, but I can't remember. Completely if, natural. I Less can't remember hot. if I misread that or if that's a thing. So, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, everyone. It's coming. <laughs> Periods in the desert. If you want to watch people who are related fuck each other, not on Pornhub, then it's your thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> HBO. Tits and dragons. HBO. Tits and dragons and incest. Tits, dragons and Larry David. Uh! But which one's which? Uh, which is Larry? Is he both? Oh my god, can can the end of the first episode of this series <laughs> can you just, be, just be who's it who knows that they're related? Bran. A Bran. Bran just comes and says, you're his auntie. Beloved cunt. Um... The beloved cunt Larry Quite, David. Quite, in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> speaking of beloved cunts... <laughs> oh, where's this going? Quentin Tarantino's got a new movie coming out. Hey! Da-da-dun-dun. Da-da-dun-dun. 
he made his actor suffer unnecessarily. Once, once upon a time in Hollywood. But he also was a great storyteller. Yes. So we're going to focus on the pop culture side of it here for a moment. Once upon, we're going to get into storyteller uh, behavior disconnect later on. Yeah. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Is... Go on, Daddy. Tell me a story. Mm, it. Well, the exact... Sorry, you don't, you don't well, like it when I call you Daddy in front of other people. No, I'm sorry. no, no, no. I don't like it when you call me Daddy in private, to be honest. But I, I don't call your dad to Daddy to your private. It's my only. It's my own fault for forgetting to gag you. Um. So <laughs> safety word is banana. I like bananas. Bananas are good. Um, <laughs> because that's potassium. So once upon a time in Hollywood, I don't think the actual plot out there is out there mm. at the moment, but it seems. From what we know of it, it they've always is... described it as a, a tale of an actor and his stuntman during the time of the Manson murders. Yes. Like that's like the description and that they've given. Margot Robbie is playing Sharon Tate, yeah. who was murdered by the Manson gang, mm-hmm. Manson family. Um, There's another Manson film coming out as well called uh, Charlie Says, where Matt Smith's playing Charles Manson. Uh, it's a good trailer, but it, it's weird because it's weird because it's about somebody trying to rehabilitate slash get to know the women in his cult and oh. it sort of paints them possibly as as people who were twisted into being like this which I mean, which is a story you could tell be the case, which is a story you could tell but do you really want to it's that whole debate of do you really want to paint them in a sympathetic light after the stuff they did well, so. but on the performance side I think Matt Smith's performance looks really good well yeah it? Matt Smith's great um Full so beard, yeah, once upon a time, this trailer looks good, but this trailer looks like a Coen Brothers movie. It does. It doesn't look like something that's about the Manson. I guess it isn't about the Manson murders. That maybe no. that's just a backdrop. Well, I said it before, didn't I? It sort of looks like Hail Caesar, but set in the sixties. Hail Caesar was just a story yeah, of Hollywood, of. but set in the thirties. And by the end, oh yeah, it's also tied into a nuclear arms race and <laughs> Russian spies. Mm. But um, um, it was just a story of you know. Would that it were so simple. Would, would that it were. Would that it were so simple. Would that it were. That was in practice in first solo. That's why I come out the other end of that saying. I love when they were like, yeah, he's got an actor coach on set. It's like, yeah, that's... And then the first thing to, like, the internet was just like, here's gifts of that scene yeah. from Hail Caesar. But also, that's fairly common. Yeah, it's, it's possible that he just had an acting thing. coach watching his mannerisms and voice yeah. to make sure he was being that does, Harrison Fordy. That does happen. Um, Alden Ehrenreich was not the thing that made Solo not work. <laughs> I mean, Solo way. worked more than it did. It was fine. But it anyway, was we're not fine. talking about Solo. We're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know why we're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but we are. Because let's face it, those films are usually very stylish, very well told, and the talent involved is always spectacular to watch gather in one film. Oh, hey, Damien Lewis is playing Stephen Queen. Oh! Um, is... Sam in it anywhere? Uh, not and will he carry Frodo up Mount Doom? Not like he does in Game of Thrones. Not according to IMDb. He'll be hidden. There's a lot of people in it. He'll be hidden. He'll be in there somewhere. Um, it'll be it'll be a Kill Bill Volume Two situation where he's just tucked away in there sneakily. Oh yeah, that's always good. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> send the actress to the bishop. All right. Yeah, it just looks like it, it's a movie about actors in golden in. Sort of the end of Golden Age or Hollywood, I suppose. Or Godonlywood. And Charles Manson. So Charles God knows. Manson. God knows what. It, it looks like a film. Well, Tarantino movies are sometimes inscrutable, so we'll see what happens when it comes out. And I we'll guess right we'll then. find out um, Right. Christopher. Yes, Matstopher. If that is indeed your real neckline. It is my real neckline. Um... <laughs> Does it not? Does it not look real? 
I can adjust it if you want. Uh, see, uh, I, I do that. Uh, Will. <laughs> and Will says, can you stop doing that, please? It's currently... <laughs> please don't adjust your neckline at me. Um, so it's GDC in the States at the moment, Game Developers Conference. And Google have been te- have been rumbling about getting into games in a big, serious way. Mm-hmm. And yesterday they had their big keynote at GDC where they revealed the future of gaming. What? Is it skateboards? So... Do you remember? It's not the skateboard. Ah, oh, damn remember... it! I, I, I'm pretty sure I chucked out my um, my skateboard for Wii. You remember? Because that was the thing, boys and girls. I found I found a um... skate. It was skate, wasn't it? it? Was the game? No, it was Tony Hawk. It was <gasps> Tony Hawk Shred and Tony Hawk's Ride. I found I found a box a copy shred, of Tony Hawk Shred for the Xbox 360 to charity shop for twelve quid the other day, and I was with, like, with... and the guy was like, "I'll give you for eight. I'm like, "Dude, I ain't buying this. I'm just looking at it because it is a fucking historical oddity." <laughs> Like Rock Band and Guitar Hero survived, and then both had, and then both had a mini resurgence. So yeah, there Guitar was Hero relevan- was uh, there was a relevancy to that tech for a while. The Guitar Hero resurgence has already packed it in. Yeah, like they're still releasing stuff for Rock Band Four, mm. like constantly. But Guitar Hero Live has now had its live aspect discontinued. Yeah, so it was a fad. Don't it was buy a, Guitar Hero it Live. It was a cool fad, and it's one of those things now where it's like, hey, buy a guitar. With the little USB thing, buy one of the discs and just have it as a game you can play when you fancy playing some weird novelty with your mates. Yes. Rock band, however, fucking lay that shit out in the living room and have a full on session. <laughs> oh, yes. But yes, so Google, remember a couple of months back when. <clears throat> Let's say remember Google. Remember Google. <laughs> Do you remember uh, Google? Remember a few months back there was um, like a test program going on where people could play Assassin's <clears throat> Creed Odyssey <clears throat> through their Chrome browser. Here's what streaming. I found on the web. <laughs> Shut up, Google! Google's listening. It, I, I literally said, "Okay, Google," and it uh, and it and it came to life. He's going to do it again. No, um, so <laughs> that's really creepy. Stop, Google. Um, so you know, hey Siri, I don't have voice activation. Yeah, fuck you, Siri. Uh, <gasps> so say that to Siri's mouthpiece. Fuck you, Siri. Hey Siri, fuck you. I don't know how to respond to that. Wow. Don't. Picking on a poor helpless don't AI. You don't respond to it. That's how you do it, Siri. Right. What the fuck? Like, let me talk. Let me get my sentence out. So a couple of months back, there was a test that was going out where people could play Assassin's Creed Odyssey streaming through a Chrome browser yeah. on any computer. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it worked pretty well. That was the initial stress test for Stadia. Stadia? State Google Stadia which will allow people to play games on any device without the need for a console, disc, or download. What the So, to, to, to paraphrase Google, any screen in your life, including... From any screen in your life, including phones and tablets, <clears throat> the online Stadia platform will allow you to load up a fully-fledged game in 1080p, or even 4K in some cases, incredibly quickly. If you see a trailer for a game on YouTube... You click play now and you start playing it in as little as five seconds without any drop in visual or gameplay quality. I call you bullshit can now. Share a Stadia link. Okay. And people can jump into the game. Right. You can share your exact state. So you can you can share a certain point in the game, send that link to someone, and then they can pick up that game from the same exact point you left off. Right. Um so they're going, now we've got data centers everywhere. A single Stadia instance, so this is like the, the rack server that these games are running on, Yeah, has 
GPU teraflops. Dirty bastard. That is more than the Xbox <clears throat> One X and PS4 Pro combined. Yeah. Okay. PS4 Pro is about 4.6. Xbox One X is like 6.7. Question. How in debt is Google? <laughs> Google have more money than God. They can do whatever they want. Okay. They can afford to throw money at this. Doom Eternal is going to be one of the major titles available on there at launch. They've been showing some of that. Um, the Chrome browser is also going to soon support the use of Nintendo Switch controllers, so they're going to be able to use that. Stadia will work with an existing controller, or that Google are releasing a controller, the picture of which is there. Let's have a little look at it. Oh, very hybrid. Yes. Well, the thing about these controllers is... <laughs> they connect directly to Wi-Fi and directly mm-hmm. to the data center. So my biggest qualm on this so far simply is Wi-Fi does not work as well as the world well, thinks it can yet. That's why they've been testing it. Right. And this is why Google are saying that they can do it. They can do this over shitty Wi-Fi connections. Okay. And that it seems to be borne out by reactions to the test that was run earlier. Right. It was run late last year with the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Is there a projected window of... This year. ...availability? This so year. they're saying this year this will be a thing. Yeah. It's already working. Right. It's just not available yet. Um, if, this, if they pull this off, this is like next you, level human evolution with technology You shit. can do split screen gaming without impacting game performance because you can pull you can stack they can stack Stadia instances mm-hmm. so yeah. we could play a split screen game but it's actually we're on two separate instances so it's actually showing two different video streams but as one split screen yeah okay um, that's impressive and multiple if you, it can work. You, can, you can stack up it, they're showing it there was a there was a demo yeah. at the at the event where a guy took a single instance of Assassin's Creed Odyssey from a Chromebook to a phone to a TV yeah. to a laptop to another tablet and then to another TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. It should work. This if this if they pull this off, this is phenomenal. I think they I think they're pulling this off. I but think the all, only thing, but it's also gonna... the death of every other phone. Well, no one's talking about pricing yet. No one's that talking is, about yeah. no one's talking about subscription models, no one's talking about individual purchases. Mm. The thing that puts me off this is that I do like to own my games. Yeah. Especially because the digital markets are proving iTunes, Google Play, Steam, etc. Yeah. that creators or licenses creators can pull or licenses can run out and suddenly a thing just goes the, gone. Um, you the, have no access to it anymore. We shot gone. channel, yeah, just gone. just gone. Hundreds of, of of games, some of which had their only Western <clears> release or only yeah. official release outside of Japan on that service. Little things gone. I was going through my iTunes. Scott Pilgrim back. versus the World, the game. Yeah, gone. It's gone. Doesn't exist you can't, anymore. You can't, you can't get it anymore. Um, digital copies of all Activision stuff with certain brands attached to it, you can't get hold of nope. anymore. You have to track down a physical version. Um, which Marvel is near even impossible. the re-release of Marvel Ultimate Alliance that did on the PS4. Yeah, that's gone. That's gone. What they only released that like last year. It was like the, three the, years the, ago. The tiered bundle of one yeah, and two together. Gone. That's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that shit happens all the time. Like like uh, iTunes. Uh, over the last sort of six seven months, I've been rebuilding my iTunes library from physical media. Yes, because I had to wipe my laptop. Um, 
when it was a bloody big hard drive error. Yes. Uh, and instead of like copying a bunch of files over and letting it take days, I was like, I'll just go through CD by CD. But obviously I re-downloaded all my digital purchases. And a little while ago, I went looking for an album that I bought digitally, Lion by Stephen Lynch. Couldn't find it. Went to the iTunes page. The album is there, but it's a different price, different release date. So it must have been pulled and reissued or whatever on, online for some reason. Uh, yeah. And I don't own it. So the best I can do is get in touch with um, uh, iTunes, even though it's impossible to find a simple, straightforward uh, help contact thing for this sort of stuff, and say to them, hi, here's my receipt email from five, six years ago. I'd like my copy of the album. Now, if I'd have bought it physically at the time... You'd just have the I'd album. I'd just have the album. So I'm, I'm very much like, yeah, I, I like physical and complete ownership of the things I buy. Which is not to say that I don't go big on digital stuff. Like, I'm a PlayStation Plus subscriber. I subscribe to Netflix and Spotify. You're, and you're a Plex stuff. server. Like, you, you have a digital yeah. well, database. I've put that on pause for now because it's using too much fucking power. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to come but, back But still, to like, it's, not, it's, yeah. not like, it's not like you are adverse to, to having also, things in the digital spirit. creating a Plex server is creating digital versions of media that I already own physically. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You you are. So, what I'm saying is you're not adverse to digital as a medium. No, no. No, no, no. It's more that you want to know Ownership that if something goes concern. wrong, yeah. you can revisit it I don't want that's to drop, mine I want it back I don't want to drop 50 quid on a copy of Doom Eternal mm. that I can then only play as long as Google deign to have it on their servers yeah 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 there should be so I think it has to be a subscription model there should be a big ass um, agreeance thing on that something along the lines of like as part of the contract for the service if a, if a thing is dropped for whatever reason you get a full refund for your purchase because you parted with your money to have that. Yeah. And then if it goes, that's not your fault. Like, that's the company going, oh, we're going to remove it. or oh, we're going to do a remaster. Or like, it's like, hang on. No, no, no. I paid for that. So this isn't perfect. Like I said, price point's yeah. not been announced yet. We, we, could, we could be looking at like, just to have the service like 700, 800 quid for the basic service, the basic thingy, plus the mini subscription. But then how does that affect no, the no, game? No, there is no box. That's what I mean. No, that's what I'm saying. Like to, to have the, uh, I might say physical, but I meant like to have the the service itself, like to own that service, and and it also depends on what tech you've got. I suppose they say any screen, but I'm guaranteeing the TV will be like smart TV, or at least one with a Chromecast facility. Anything with a Chromecast. Game. So you're gonna, if you're gonna take advantage of this, you might have to buy more hardware mm. so that you can take advantage they, of it. Based on because some people are using you, TVs from like 10, 20 years ago. Still, you can run it in any Chrome tab. Yeah. But what if your TV is like a 20-year-old TV and doesn't have a USB port or even an HDMI port and you're more than happy to just watch TV on it and plug in a console with AV? Then you can run it on your phone or tablet. But why would you want to play a game on just your little phone? Uh, I'm not saying... I'm not, no, no, exactly what I'm saying is it's I'm like saying that the, the, cost, the cost thing could be a big turn-off here, whether it's the service itself or the service yeah, plus replaced hardware. I don't think they're going to charge a fee, like a one-off fee. I think it's yeah. going to be a subscription model. So the, how does that affect the game companies? They just get a cut of it, mm. like uh, movie studios do from Netflix licensing fees. Yeah, and then everyone will end up being in debt. Yeah. And everything will crumble. Yeah, it's all going to shit. Well, no, Google will just own everything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, look, there's light on <laughs> I was the horizon. Trying to segue, but I couldn't think of one. <laughs> there's light on the horizon for gaming. <laughs> Disney are reviving Lucasfilm Games. Oh shit! Snap. Well, LucasArts interacting, but it's now known as Lucasfilm Games. They are hiring up for Lucasfilm Games. They are putting out ads for uh, producers and brand art coordinators. Um, This will... 
According well, to, Will again? According, oh, yeah. yeah. Will, fuck off. Uh, according, to, <laughs> according to the job listing, Lucasfilm Games, Lucasfilm Games will focus on interactive products that incorporate Lucasfilm IP, such as Star Wars film and television properties, across all digital platforms, including, but not limited to... Mobile, oh. iOS, Android, and Windows. I. Console, Sony, PlayStation, Microsoft, Xbox, Nintendo, Switch, PC, Mac, and AR and VR platforms. Now that's interesting because who currently has the exclusive rights to all Star Wars video games? EA Games. It's in the games. And what have EA been consistently failing to do over the last five years? They've had the license. Deliver good Star Wars games or Star Wars games that are good but also not seedy and underhanded De- practices. <laughs> Deliver good Star Wars games or Star Wars games at all. Yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> Look at what they've actually released. There is that. So that true. could be an indication that, that, that Disney are going to be stepping in and going, yeah, I think we're going to... I think we're gonna. Uh, hey, you know those. You know those. Maybe you know, we're gonna hey, take hey, a bit of this back. You know that Lord Mill we lent you. Uh, we're just gonna take that we're gonna back. Take, that back. Um, take back that Lord Mill. And while we're here, the kids are ours now. Bye. So yeah, it seems we have complete custody. Bye. Seems a weird one, like this, because recently, um, the one of the the somewhat I think it was Bob Iger actually. Bob was, Iger came out come out and was saying. Hey, we're not great at publishing games. We've tried it and it didn't work out. Like so, that's this Disney. We, this is Disney Interactive, yeah. specifically. Yeah, so that's why we're happy. Oh, great in the nineties. That's why PC we're happy. They did it great. That's why we're happy with our partnership with EA. Yeah, because we're not very good at publishing games. Uh, so we're happy. We're happy to have these partnerships. What's the betting that the, and final, now, the final nail in the coffin that got this ball rolling was the Battlefront Two scandal? Oh no, no. I guarantee. Because, oh, I guarantee that'd be that, like the because that, Bob Iger saying that was like two months ago. Yeah, that could be because they're this just saving is... face. Yeah, but like this they, is they post... don't they don't look like they made a bad decision by teaming up with EA. I don't think it was that. I think it was the fact that EA just can't get anything out. There is that, or they just cancel projects and not like adopt them, or yeah, they just cancel. They've cancelled more Star Wars games than they've Start released. Start a big gambling scandal in certain European countries. Mm. So yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad, but it could get better. So that's something to keep an eye on. Also, Thanks. something to keep an eye on. So you know that Warner Brothers still want to make that Flash movie? Yeah, they do, don't they? And they've got... That was announced in 2016, I believe. Yes. They've got another pair of directors on the project. Oh, Christ. They've got John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. This is the Um, third or fourth assigned director slash directors of the project? These are the third and fourth, respectively, but they're a pair. They come as a set. They come as a set. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently they're, you know, taking it in in a more... Light-hearted approach. Yeah. In fact, the, uh, the writers of Spidey Homecoming were the latest screenwriters for it. Yeah, they're the, director, they're the directors. Yeah, well, so they're, they're, those they're, guys that, are the it's, it's that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's sorry. that team. Like, Obviously, Warner Brothers have gone, hey, you guys did really good over at Sony. Do you want to join this project? Which we're really confused tonally as to what it wants to be. However, uh, according uh, to Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> Edward Miller's not happy with it. With no. That. no, he's not. They've had a clash of creative visions, and apparently Miller has a darker tone in mind for the Flash. For the Flash. For the Flash. Yeah, man, I, for I the don't know. character. I don't know. Who the last time we saw him was like, I've never saved like anybody ever. Uh, show me how to save people. Hey, I'm great. Oh, all my bits are wacky. He wants a darker storyline. 
Do you know what the coolest use of the Flash so far has been? That very brief appearance in Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. I don't know. Where he, seemed, I... where he seems kind of on it and a bit cocky. I think there was... There was decent stuff in Justice League. Aye, but he wasn't a dark character no. by any stretch no, no, of the no, no, imagination. No. And I don't know if that's... I don't, think if, I don't know if darker is dark because we don't know how light-hearted light-hearted is. So... But the interesting thing is Ezra Miller has decided to write the script himself. Yeah. write a script himself. It's with, got to that point. With... The aid of... Grant Morrison. Yeah. Hmm. I like Grant Morrison. I like Grant Morrison. Mostly. Mostly. And he's done good work on The Flash. He's done fan-fucking-tastic work on JLA. Yeah. Fantastic I've work I've got the majority of that run over there. Oh, like, that yeah, JLA I love run it. is really yeah. good. Um, <laughs> great work on Batman... Great work on All-Star Superman. Currently, apparently, doing great work on Green Lantern. I'm not caught up on it. Seems like a good fit for him, actually, Green Lantern. Yeah. Current day Grant Morrison, that seems like a great fit. Yeah. Apparently, it's real fucking good. Don't read his Earth 1 Wonder Woman. Yes, that's not good. Garbage. But the the vast majority (laughs) of Grant Morrison's comics work... Garbage story. I love. Yeah. Trippy. The guy is trippy as balls because he gets trippy as balls. So I think... Centric tantric meditation, <laughs> taking mushrooms and telling stories about like, the way we live beyond the corporeal form. But also, do you want to go out for a pint and get a bit fucked? Oh, go on, let's have a laugh. And Grant Morrison, hey. I think between them, they could probably bash out a pretty damn good script. Possibly. I, I've never seen anything written by Ezra Miller before, though. Well, no. He's never written anything this big before. I think he's written some stuff. That's so weird, though. Oh, it's your first big... Thing and it's one of our giant tentpole blockbuster franchises. Good luck. I think. I mean, if, for Christ's sake, Ryan Johnson made at least two films before he did Last Jedi. Do you know what I mean? I had to sort of um put myself in in Ezra Miller's shoes. I would sort of. <laughs> I would hazard to guess <laughs> that. Ezra saw what happened with Justice League. Yeah. And went, I ain't doing that again. Yeah. I, I'm going to make sure that this is fucking right. That this goes right. And if that means that I have to get involved and do this shit myself, that's what I'm going to do. I hope that's what's happening here. Because at the minute... I couldn't care less for this movie and I couldn't give a damn about it. I am more interested in the bizarre making of story that's taking place over the course of its current non-existence. That's more fascinating to me at the moment. Maybe this will turn it around finally. Maybe we'll see something come from this. We can hope. We can bally well dream, Squire. To, it's just to be weird. continued, folks. It's just such a fucking limbo. Um, to be continued. But it's not... There's one less limbo in movie land <laughs> as of a couple of days ago. <laughs> Chris. Matt. So you remember when I was talking last podcast? Yeah, literally last episode. About how hypocritical it was for Disney to use James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 scripts 
mm-hmm. would not bring him onto the project because of things he said nearly a decade ago. Which he apologised for, had acknowledged the discussion had been had, and then were only raised one more time because a far-right rape apologist, conservative blogger slash journalist, unquote, decided to bring it back up because he didn't like James Gunn dissing Trump on social media. Let's just remind ourselves, that's why he was fired. That's why he was fired. Not for the comments or jokes he made. Those jokes are gross, horrible, kind of unforgivable as far as jokes go. The dude didn't ask for your forgiveness, but he apologised for those jokes and proved without a shadow of a doubt through the works he made with Disney and Marvel Studios that he was a growing, learning, developing, caring human being. And also assured us that he did not fuck his cat. <laughs> he did not come on his cat. I did not put his dick anywhere near his cat. I mean, I wouldn't put it past James Gunn to still make that joke. <laughs> like, he I would mean, make that joke. Yeah. And he would make it and everyone would go, that's a hilarious joke. Instead of, wait, did Shane Dawson fuck his cat? <laughs> that's actually hilarious. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Hilarious. <laughs> um... <laughs> James Gunn made some horrible jokes. If you disagree with yeah. the jokes and you don't yeah, want to support yeah. his work going forward, fair enough. That's completely fair enough. Sigh. Fine. Sigh. What? Sigh, as in... Yeah. Fine. Sigh, fine. Yeah, sigh. Fine. Okay. However... However... <laughs> James Gunn was fired by Disney within 24 hours, less than 24 hours of... Is it Mike Cernovich? Mm-hmm. Mike Cernovich's blog post being made, digging up all of James's old jokes, tweets from blogs, and this, that, and the other. Yes. These were all from a time in James's career when he worked for Troma Films, and shortly after that period, his entire brand was shock, being shocking, provocative. He was a provocateur. He was an edgelord. He was an edgelord. Uh, it is really pathetic stuff. Yeah. yeah and he's yeah. admitted that. And no, uh, no argument from me there. Over the course. Of the two Guardians movies, you're kind of seeing the story being told of people who are not the greatest, kind of scumbags, sort of the worst. Kind of scumbags. Learning to be much better people. They're a bunch of a-holes. They're a bunch of a-holes. Um, but they are not... <laughs> 100% dick. 100% dick. Um, I mean, for Christ's sake, he says it in the film. Yeah, he says it. They're redemption films that show people can change to be better. And James Gunn has very much shown that in terms of his public persona. We've gone... Demonstrative yeah. change. Yeah. So him being fired over this stuff was not fanboys necessarily. I mean, there were people who just saw it on that level. But it wasn't just fanboys going, no, we're not going to get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 where we want it. It wasn't just that. It was people going... So we're not allowing people to change now. We're not allowing people to improve. If you take away people's ability to change for the better and atone for past actions, then you give them no reason to do so. Yeah. Like, you're basically saying, oh, you were a bad guy once, that's you forever. Mm. Now, had James Gunn sexually violated children, had James Gunn, like gone to a paedophile party which was what you thinking should be and, and it was an actual paedophile then oh my god drag him through the mud make yeah, a point make a case means. and then let the law deal with how he then goes through his making up for it various things but obviously yeah. do not give him that platform that you would giving him a film that, like that by that studio and, and that, certainly that don't um, 
fucking fire him off the back of a basically fake media fury whipped well, that, up by a fucking rape apologist. That was the thing here. It, it's he when he was announced in 2011 that he was working on Guardians of the Galaxy for Disney. Yeah. People went, but this guy makes these kind of jokes and he said this sort of stuff in the past. And he put out a statement and went, yeah, no, I know I did and I'm really sorry if that's upset anybody and I know it's in bad taste. That's obviously not indicative of where I am now and what I'm going to do. And someone at Disney at the time or Marvel Studios at the time went, yeah, no, we're aware of that and like, you know, we believe in James and, you know, we're not going to hold him, we're not going to hold his feet to the fire for something that he's long since walked away from. And yet, the same situation happened in uh, 2018 and Disney went, oh, he's fired now. Against Marvel Studios' wishes as well. Marvel Studio had no st- uh, step in the decision. It was Alan Horn. It was all Alan Horn over at Disney. Um, last week it was announced by Variety or The Hollywood Reporter, one of those two, that James Gunn has been reinstated not only as the writer of Guardians, his script is being used, but as the director. Yeah. And not only that, they're respecting his wishes and his commitment to Warner Brothers to finish to finish The, the Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad. And then begin work on Guardians. Which, keep in mind, they can just pick up pre-production from where they left off. Yeah. Like, that being he, said, he's probably he's probably going to take a, like a month off vacation and then crack straight into that bad boy. Yeah, the, uh, the Suicide Squad, which I think now people, more people are saying, yeah, it's a straight up reboot. Yeah, it's it's um, but, Har- but Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie, might still be in it. So it'll so. be a... It'll it'll be a a, a franchise reboot in the yeah. sense of you don't have to have seen the first one to get this, but if you did, don't worry, it still exists. And if you did, don't worry, this might actually wash the taste out of your mouth. Yeah, it's not like um, Incredible when Incredible Hulk first came out. It was like, yeah, oh, the opening titles sort of remake the Ang Lee movie. Is this a prequel? Is this a sequel to that? And at the time they went, in the it's, it's, up, it's, up, it's up to you to decide. And obviously yeah. since they've gone, no, it was its own movie because it's part of the MCU. It's yeah. like, okay, fair enough. Um, so the the Suicide Squad mm. is not due for release until August of 2021. Okay. That movie's two, two and a bit years away. Yeah. So it's going to be a while before we get Guardians of the Galaxy. At the earliest 2022, we're going to see it. At, at the, the earliest. earliest. And that's if he goes... And that's a push. Straight in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know... I'm fine with that. I'm... That's that's five years between Guardians Volume 2 and Guardians Volume 3. That's a respectable amount of time for a gap between films. I'm glad this has happened. Apparently, reports say that the decision to rehire Gunn was actually made behind the scenes months ago, with Alan Horn reportedly being won over by Gunn's public apology and his handling of the sensitive situation. Why didn't you fucking announce it months ago then, Alan? Or even better yet, Alan, why didn't you not pull a trigger less than 24 hours after Cernovich? Because Alan Horn's a fucking crusty old white dude and no shit from shit. Mm. He just is fucking executive who gets paid a bunch of money. I mean, that's the thing too, isn't all. it? Yes, those jokes are not indicative of the Walt Disney Corporation and their message. Absolutely. Yeah, too right they are. Fair enough. But this was already addressed. This had already been addressed, and it's 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 a horrible man using a, a nice man's horrible past and social media to kick up a stink. Yeah, there was, his own, and, and that was the thing as well. It wasn't because um, Mike Cernovich was like, "This man's disgusting and shouldn't be given this platform." It's because 
This man insults the president I support, and that annoys me, so I'm going to ruin his career. Well, that was the, yeah, that's the subject behind it. The, the, yeah. the, what he presented was, this man is horrible and should lose his job, but the, yeah. the actual subject behind it was, I don't like this guy's politics, so I'm going to fuck him up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is bullshit. Now, James Gunn released a statement. He did, which is great. Again, keep and... in mind, he has not tweeted once. No, he's been very quiet. Since uh, he's, he's been using Twitter, he's been liking tweets, yeah, yeah. but he's not tweeted or publicly made any statements once uh, since he, the I think it was a couple of hours before it was announced he was fired, he wrote like a five tweet chain, just basically saying, reiterating everything we've just said yeah, and saying, love to you all. And that was all he put. And he hasn't tweeted till then. And even then it wasn't a tweet. He's written an iPhone note, screen grabbed it and uploaded yes. it. And it reads. It reads. Thusly. I am tremendously grateful to every person out there who has supported me over the past few months. I'm always learning and will continue to work at being the best human being I can be. I deeply appreciate Disney's decision and I'm excited to continue making films that investigate the ties of love that bind us all. I have been and continue to be incredibly humbled by your love and support. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Love to you all. P.S. Suck my dick. No, he didn't suck. <laughs> P.S. Fuck you, Alan Horn. Go screw yourself. Um, old and yeah. doubly fuck you, Mike Cernovich. You're a rape apologist and should be in fucking prison. With double standards because you're literally wielding your standards for the sake of a yes. smear campaign against one individual. Not because you believe that. Not because you truly believe that James Gunn shouldn't have that position. You just don't want him to because you don't like him. Yes. Um, this is. It's the whole thing has been gross and disgusting. It's weird. Apparently, but it seems to have, it seems to have come to a conclusion because, of course, Mike well, Cernovich immediately fired up the Twitter machine again after this decision was made. I think I've watched just over a week so ago. It. Um, it, it's it's one of those where he just immediately started retweeting people because, of course, a lot of people are upset for legitimate reasons. People who were very offended by the jokes who were going. You know, I I don't want to support that a man who says yeah, no, I get it. I That's get totally it. fine. It's up to you how you how you <sighs> feel about people who can change and how you deal with okay, that. But, uh, that is completely up to it, you. It's it's unfair, <clears throat> but it's also a personal thing. It is so also fine. a lot about detaching the art from the artist, as we've discussed yeah. so much. Fucking like Graham Linehan is a massive transphobe, mm. so I don't watch Father Ted anymore. I don't watch the It Crowd anymore. I. I never really watched Black Books anyway, but by the way, here it's great. If it makes you feel um, any better, series two and series two and three, around. he yeah. has nothing to do with. Um, but it's like, if he were then to like ten years in the future, was to come out and be like, "Oh yeah, actually, I was wrong about all that shit," and mm. and and had over that time demonstrably changed, like mm. shown that in his work, yeah, then you'd be more inclined to go. I'd be more inclined to maybe give him another chance, yeah. Although, as it currently stands, fuck Graham Liner. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. <laughs> show me how to beat me for bother. Um, <laughs> and Graham but... has accidentally made millions of pounds <laughs> for trans charities and, and that, activism groups. That's fucking great. Yeah. Um, but God then, bless you, Harris. By the same token, I, <laughs> I watched Leaving Neverland recently. Yes. I can't really imagine like liking Michael Jackson stuff again yeah I yeah I, I, it's, it's, it's an odd one I've, I've, and even if he had, was still alive and yeah. that stuff had 
regardless of what actually happened or not. Yeah. If he was still alive and had come out and had sort of done prison time or so, I, don't, I still don't think I could have ever done it. Like, I, I could mm. never listen to a Lost Prophets track again. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because of what Ian Watson did. I think, mm, see, for me, it's an easy detachment from Lost Prophets simply because of how callous and joyous he was about the whole thing and yeah, how he's yeah. still being caught doing it in prison currently apparently he's, he's, he had a secret phone and stuff and it's like oh dude like and the fact that his like passwords and everything were what they were uh, it's like that to me is like yeah I can't listen to that because it just knocks me sick and if the rest of the band are going to form a brand new band I will fucking buy at least I will buy well, at did. least a couple yeah and no one, no one listens to it no but like I will go and buy a couple of tracks mm. of theirs just to basically say yeah you guys are n- at no fault here like <laughs> carry on with your lives yeah. um, Jackson's away one I think I've purposely chosen not to watch beyond the first episode not because I'm like nope don't hear it but because um, again it's the art from the artist kind of thing it, yeah. it's that music brings me a lot of joy um and I don't have to play it out loud. I don't have to tell people to like, no, do you know what? You should still listen to him. Fuck the you documentary. Don't have to go I don't for him. Yeah, I don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah. Pete Davidson made a really funny joke on SNL the other day when someone said, How can you still listen to Michael Jackson? And he went, Easy. Headphones. <laughs> Which is a great joke. It's a great that joke. That is fabulous. But it's but it's it's true. Like it's true yeah. in a sense. And and ultimately and, you're, and, that 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 is yeah. down to you. Like that yeah. decision is down to you. Yeah, and, and but I'm I'm not going to go to bat. I'm not going to tell people they're wrong. I yeah. do think there is some weird circumstance around the timing of the doc and things like that. None of that forgives or or um, vindicates certain actions he did. I mean, it's a he, he was of the time, he was. That, but I think it's yeah. one of those things. It's like uh, he he either did some really wrong things. Or he was not aware he was doing wrong things, and the people around him didn't stop him from yeah, doing wrong like things. Yeah, I think either way, been... wrong things happened, and he was the person who made them happen. I know no, no smoke that without is fire great. is some, yeah. a sometimes trite phrase, trite phrase, but yeah, this has happened too often. Yeah, for there to be nothing oh, yeah. behind it. Yeah, and and you know, like as much as I I love you know loves me some Macaulay Culkin as as much as uh, I I think Corey Feldman. As wacky and bizarre he's an interesting as he is, individual. is he is fighting a lot to remove paedophilia within the Hollywood system. Yeah, he and Macaulay have both, on previous occasions, come out and said, "Yeah, Michael did not do anything inappropriate to us. Like, the, it just he didn't." But so, so like the same token, so, so but at the same time, yeah, it, for the guys may, in this maybe, documentary. yeah, at the same time, maybe he didn't do anything. Inappropriate maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. But he did with these guys. So, but but the point I'm making this is, it's like there's an art and artist separation thing here. Um, like, so I get it if you, yeah. if you, if you, if yeah. James Gunn's sort of behaviour in the past has put you off his, his work in future but I think the difference is like yeah. I say it's that demonstrable change yeah. in outlook there is there is, is, there is, there is visible, clearly visible in his work that's the thing too it's, it's visible in testimonies of his friends and family but it is visible even more so to the public in the work he has produced. It is it is a through line theme in both the Guardians yeah. movies. It is very strongly there. Yeah, it's what the it's, films are fucking about. It's just it's so strange. Um, and it's so you know. Yeah. It, if you're gonna be mad at anyone in Guardians, be mad at the freaking lead actor who's with a church that supports conversion therapy and hating yeah, gay people. Chris, 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 Chris. <sighs> so there is that, but um, you know. It's, uh, but at least with him, if you want to have some satisfaction, you can just watch him fading into dust on repeat 
on YouTube yeah, if, it, make, if it brings you any joy. That's true. Um, yeah, Chris Pratt's public persona is becoming more and more insufferable, I think. Because it's sort of becoming more and more clear that this man is not a nice man. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's not a nice man, but he's... <sighs> I think he thinks he is. Can you call someone a nice man if they think gay people are wrong or at least or at least or at least or at least support a church that thinks that and doesn't publicly just sort of distance himself from that part of the church it's fucking problematic yeah some Scientology level creep going on here yeah it's really weird I'm intrigued I'm intrigued about I've recently like found out that Jason Lee is no longer a Scientologist Uh and I'm intrigued about that because that is, uh, as we know from, uh, I'm trying to remember her name, there's a lady that Lucy's watched documentaries oh, um, with who left Scientology and she's very openly discussed. Uh, she wrote a book about it. She's an actress. Yeah. Um, oh God. Can you should read the Tia book someone? as well? No, it's not Tia. No. It's, uh, she was in King of Queens. Um, what was her name? I will find her name. Well, like, the, that's, it, it's not an easy thing to do. No. Like, it no. is not an easy thing to do. Well, you'd Like, I, at... Isaac Hayes separated from Scientology a bit. Very, Lira very... T- Lira Meany, that's it. Yeah. Isaac Hayes separated from Scientology a little shortly before he died. <laughs> and yeah. it's... There's a lot of sort of suspicious circumstance around that. Well, you know, look at... Narelle, how, like, some of his family weren't allowed yeah. to talk to him before he died and all well, that also, stuff. And... You look at people who are... There's always that thing when people who have, like, sudden burst in success career wise mm. and then later on you find out the Scientologists look at Michael Pena look at um, yeah. Moss like, yeah. it's like oh people have had continued rises in financial success like Nancy yeah. Cartwright's a Scientologist yeah. so uh, th- that's, oh. that's an organisation that's got some uh, some weird pull and I think the sort of Chris Pratt changes in his I think it was also there just came a change in his public persona after, around the time he separated from Anna Faris yeah, that just—I don't know if that's related. It felt—it felt a bit more. Le- it felt a bit less like a natural. Here's me and my marriage, and yeah. here's me just being a bit honest and showing some stuff, up and became more of a. Here's me cultivating a social media presence, and is my this that and the other, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to talk very lot, openly about a lot, this. A lot more and... about his faith and stuff like that, and then mm. his new fiance and all that stuff. It's just a bit. It's a bit weird, and I guess Dad. that's. But it's but it's odd when you when you have that sort of look into people's lives through social media, is you make judgments about things that you don't know much about, and it's whether whether you've got the right to make those judgments or not, it's difficult to not. That's true. Do that, but when Ellen Page uh, basically makes a tweet about you, Ellen Page is this. You sort of go, she's firmly got her head on her fucking shoulders, uh, and it's interesting that she feels it's necessary to call out Chris Pratt. Yes, it's like. She obviously is very active about fighting against anti LGBTQ uh, I plus you know yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. Uh, tell you who else from the world of the Guardians social media. I'm I've not seen any reaction yet, but I'm hoping we'll fucking explode into joy and wonder. Dave Batista, Dave Batista, because Dave. I mean, the Guardians cast, to their credit, uh, even Chris's, they all backed. rallied around yeah, James. They, they rallied around him. They put out that statement that um, they all co-signed. About a week after his firing, I'm gonna I'm gonna check David Batista's Twitter now. Batista has very openly said that unless they use James's script, this is a few months back. Unless they use James's script, he is going to find a way to leave his Disney contract. And on a few chat shows, including the Jonathan Ross show over here, he talked about how he's unhappy with it all and he will sever his ties with Disney if it does not end in a way that he feels does justice for James. 
that dude stood by his friend and and yeah. uh, and I don't blame him because James kind of made Batista like what he is now he gave him that chance to try something new and bigger than what he was doing he hasn't tweeted and recently, believed though. in him yeah he sort of seems to tweet more sporadically now doesn't he usually about campaign stuff or, or Instagram related posts and things like that hmm. but I bet he's absolutely delighted <laughs> uh, one more thing because um, yeah Batista had a very successful career as a professional wrestler yeah and was a big fan favourite and everyone loved him and then he was like I want to do more performance and went for Guardians. Didn't think he was going to get it. Got it. Cried with happiness. Immediately yeah. went out and took a shitload of acting courses to basically yeah. figure Bold out up. where his strengths and weaknesses were. Because yeah. they obviously saw something in the audition process was like, it's not just, you know, the physicality of the role. Like, this guy's got something to what we want. Turns out he's very good at deadpan comedy. He's very good at deadpan comedy. <laughs> and that has kick-started his, his film yeah. career. Like, that film did do it. And I think... I think that... I love the stories of when they were filming the first Guardians because the majority was filmed in London. Yeah. Um, he stayed in a little flat and he filled it with Drax toys. Oh, like he bought every possible. He so went to Vin Planet and he bought every possible Drax toy that existed that's at the time. So good. And so it was just like what five five different action figure variants if or that, whatever. Yeah. If it would have all because it was pre Guardians Drax, so yeah. it would have been like late. Marvel, there, was definitely, there was definitely a, at least a Marvel Legends and a Marvel Select figure that yeah. been out by that it would, point. It would have been the early two thousands Drax, which is more of what we've seen in the film, but it also would have been like the before yeah. that tracks when he's the big purple cape and hood and all the that. destroyer Drax yeah. the destroyer yeah he, he, he filled the flat with Drax stuff and, so and Guardians books and just kept reading them on his time off and so good so it's like this is somebody who did not take this change lightly and dived into it yeah and he's passionate about his work and James is the, is the man who made it happen yeah so that his so loyalty has been his loyalty has been wonderful and inspiring to see and I hope he feels really vindicated yeah um I'm not looking at like Sean Gunn Twitter. Directors have been standing up for James throughout the whole thing as well. People like Edgar yeah. Wright and Taika Waititi have all made um, jokes about like, do you know who should direct Guardians? This James Gunn guy. Yeah. He sounds really good. Well, like pro- Taika Waititi was always rumoured to be taking it over. Yeah. He said a few months ago, I've not had a single meeting along those no. lines. Everyone keeps assuming I have because of our Thor Ragnarok is tonally similar yeah. to the Guardians films. He said, I've not had that meeting. And then when the news was announced, he retweeted it with, I thought I was directing yeah. <laughs> that. was really funny. But also, like, I think one of the things that's been that's been thrown around, I don't know if this is true or not, I've been confirmed, Aye. is that Marvel never offered it to anyone else. Yeah. They never had those conversations. Because I doubt Kevin Feige would. I bet Kevin yeah. Feige was, like, standing by it too. So and... that does beg the question, did this decision happen months ago? And if so, why did they wait so fucking long to announce it? Mm. Probably because Disney were like, well, let's let the let's let, let's let it all die down a bit. Because even Disney didn't announce it; it was announced through the Hollywood Reporter or Variety. So Disney are sort yeah. of distancing themselves from it. Well, it's a success story, well, but one that they're not happy to admit they were wrong on, or Alan Horn specifically. It's funny because it was wrong on. It comes within. I think they can sort of bury it underneath another big piece of Disney news, which is broken in the last. Well, yesterday specifically. This is. A bittersweet piece of news for a pop culture podcast because as fans of genre stuff, as fans of properties that are about to possibly get a new lease on life in their, you know, dozens, Mm. there is a lot of stuff to look forward to here considering this is inevitable and we can't change what's happened. Yes. So as a pop culture podcast, this has given us fuel for things we're probably going to talk about for years to come. But it's at the cost of thousands of jobs. 
and not yet. We not don't know. Yet. We don't know what the exact cost is going to be not yet. Yet, but, but Disney's not Google. Yeah, it's, it's close. Almost, it's damn close, it's but it's not Google. almost inevitable that jobs are going to be lost. And not only that, <laughs> it's about to create a very one-sided landscape in the realms of theatre and home theatre. Yeah. So the Disney Fox merger is now done. It's official. It's officially as completed. of midnight. America mid American midnight March the twentieth, twenty nineteen. Yeah. So earlier today, basically. Yeah. As we're the, recording this, not as you're listening to it. Yeah, the, the merger happened. Twenty first Century Fox, which is the film television properties of twentieth Century Fox and Fox uh, itself, uh minus some of the sports stuff and Fox News. Yeah. Is now the intellectual property of the Walt Disney Corporation. Yeah. That is both exciting and upsetting. It's worrying. Yeah. Because... Yeah. I mean, again, purely superficial, mm. purely superficial, what we are going to get out of it as consumers of media. Awesome. So a, b- a bunch of beloved stuff's about to get new leases on life. A bunch of filmmakers and projects that have been lingering at Fox will now have some financial backing where Disney's lot will go, yeah, fuck it, let's make that. Let's make that under Fox Searchlight. Let's do it. Well, let's bring back Touchstone, possibly. That was the thing that's rumoured. Let's bring back Touchstone and release some films under that banner. This is what they've acquired. This yeah. is everything that they've acquired. The entirety of 20th Century Fox Film Corporation, yeah. which includes 20th Century Fox, 20th Century Fox Animation, Fox Family, Fox Searchlight, Fox 2000, and Fox Studios Australia. Mm-hmm. The Fox Television Group, which includes 20th Century Fox Television, Fox 21 Television Studios, FX Networks, FS Productions, and a 73% stake in National Geographic Partners. Yeah. The Fox Networks Group International, which is Fox Networks Group Asia, Fox Networks Group Europe, and Fox Networks Group Latin America. Blue Sky Studios, a 50% stake in Endemol Shine Group, a 60% stake in Hulu, Star India, and Tata Sky, or a 30% share of Tata Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, that won't affect us so much, that's an Indian thing, but um, yeah, they've just... So if... I'm just reading... I'm looking at figures here. If this had gone down in 2016... Disney would have had a 40% market share of the movie industry. Yeah. That's only going to get bigger. Yeah. And that's a problem. That is a problem. Now, they've also said, as part of the deal, Disney have promised $2 billion worth of savings. Yeah. Post the merger. They're going to cut the fuck out of some jobs. I have seen Mm. estimates ranging from 1,000 jobs all the way into the 1,500s. Yeah. Of jobs because departments are going to get merged. The, the, the fifteen thousand, the fifteen thousand. Sorry, yeah, yeah sorry. I was going to say that's not too big that's a stretch. Thousand to one thousand five hundred. No. That's still five hundred jobs. I replied, but... to, I replied on Twitter to someone with like, yeah, it's going to be a thousand to four thousand jobs going. Yeah, I think but I've was, seen uh, even higher job um, loss rate, even even higher estimates. Again, this is mm-hmm. all estimates because we don't know what's going to happen. The deal's just finished. So we know things are going to be consolidated, things are going to be merged, things are going to be reorganised. Yeah. Jobs are going to be lost. And they're not going to be the fucking executives who are already, who could afford to lose their jobs. Mm. It's going to be the people on the ground floor. Literally, like people on the ground floor, it's going to be people who work within the administrative and physical manual stuff within these places. It's going to be lower tiered, creative leveled positions. 
it's going to be art departments it's going to be marketing departments it's going to be people who do the numbers crunch it the accountants it's going to be the janitors it's going to be the receptionists it's going to be the medical personnel and staff security people it's going to be a shitload of people who can't afford to lose their full-time or part-time job yeah but that's okay everyone because like alien might have another film now, like I say, it, it is a swing and roundabout for the industry we're in. Because a lot more stuff, a lot more jobs are going to be created in certain places. But that doesn't make the loss of jobs elsewhere any less tragic or horrible. As of 2018. But hey, Fantastic Four. As of 2018, Disney <laughs> had a 26% market share yeah. in the US and Canada. And that was before the Fox uh, merger. Why is a cinematic monopoly a terrible thing in 10 words or less? Well, because (laughs) um, it limits the amount of product being... That gets made. It limits the amount of things that get made and make it to distribution. Look at the way Disney treated cinemas with The Last Jedi. Oh, Oh, the strong arm techniques of Force Awakens opening weekend in the States. Yeah. So, well, for The Last Jedi, Disney demanded 65% cut of domestic ticket sales rather than the minimum 55 to 60% cut, along with a four week hold in each venue Mm. and a 5% penalty to any theatre owner who breaks any part of the contract, including taking the film off screen. Yeah. So. There are people at that level. Again, this is not like the creatives. These aren't the filmmakers, but there are people at that level who are doing this dirty-ass tactic. Quentin Tarantino's talked very openly about how in 2015, he toured The Hateful Eight. It had a general cinema release, but he toured it through a series of screens throughout the States that had 70... um, 70 mil projectors. projectors Which is a a rapidly shrinking number. Yeah. One of which is this glorious old-school cinema that he loved in LA. I can't remember the name of the cinema off the top of my head, but it's this one he loved. And it was like his... That's that's my. We start in the event there. It's going to play for two weeks there in that screen, and then we take the tour on the road. And it's like great, cool. And last minute, he was told that's not going to happen by the theatre, the ArcLight, because Disney said we want Force Awakens playing in all of your biggest screens yeah. for a minimum of a week, and then in two of your screens minimum for the remainder of its run. The usual deal is... Even though this this was out of their, out of their like, big screens, this is just like their third biggest, yeah. and it was the only one with the 70 mil. So there was no need for this. But they were threatening that if they didn't do that, they would pull The Force Awakens and any future Star Wars property from Arclight cinemas. So Arclight would make a giant loss. Now think of... During every big cinema season where a Star Wars release was going to happen. Think of all the franchises that Disney now own that they can try that shit with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, they'll spread the market a bit thinner. People will be choice choosier about what films they go and see. Yeah, but people are already about 75% of those films that are going to be available to see will be owned by them now. So they're not going to make a loss overall as a company. No. Uh, It's scary. Yeah. It's a scary thing. It's it's people at the top making decisions that will affect a lot of people at the bottom and a lot of their consumers and a lot of the places Mm. that house their product. I've only really got one thing to say on the matter. I 
This is late stage capitalism. Yeah. Thanks. I hate it. But we would be remiss if we didn't touch on the possibilities of franchise stuff as well going forward. We're getting Fantastic Four and X-Men in the MCU within the next five years. That's happening. Fantastic Four sooner rather than later, I'd wager, just because of the scrolls cross stuff already happening. I mean, that stuff was... License-wise, that stuff was pretty clear anyway. Oh, the scrolls were were shared between the two studios, like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch sort of stuff. They they, they vaguely fit in the camp of... Fantastic Four and Avengers. Um, it's going to happen. It's going to um, happen. It's not going to happen immediately. We, uh, Shang-Chi is in active development. They've just announced a director for that. Yeah, that was for... Um, was that an MCU proje- project? Or was it, this is MCU, possibly. Yeah. Okay. But not because not, they've not made like the full announcements yet of what Phase 4 is, have they? No, so, no. I, I, would be, I would be delighted if they went... Phase four, we're kicking off phase four with Shang Chi, Master getting, of Kung Fu. I'd be like, Shang-Chi that's bold as fuck. Eternals, because they talked about um, casting an openly gay lead for Eternals. Yeah, okay. Um, so we're getting those two, as well as Black Panther Black sequels, Panther Green sequel, Whatever else we're getting. A third Spidey with Sony. A third Spidey with Sony. Presumably a Captain Marvel sequel, because that thing's nearly made a billion dollars already. Um, Doctor Strange 2 has been discussed yes. Scott Derrickson has, has yes, spoken about that, that. Uh, um, so you know Guardians 3 eventually Guardians 3 Guardians 3 is going to get Ant-Manned like it's being pushed back it's going to have a sort of knock on effect I think and yeah. a wider storyline um, and, and a future Avengers or spiritual Avengers successor with Captain Marvel in the lead because they've said that this week that she's leading the charge yeah. for the next phase Alpha Flight. <laughs> Cosmic Avengers. Give me Puck or give me death. Um, Cosmic Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, I mean, that is what Alpha Flight is now in the comics. Yeah. Um, Star Wars original releases, possibly... Well, more of a possibility now than they, now than they have ever been before. I think more anthology stuff is going to go... Ahead. But I think it's going to go Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I think we're more likely to see a Star Wars anthology series than we are a series of Star Wars anthology movies. Just yeah, because yeah, I, agree I there. don't think I don't think the stories need to be that need to be movie size in scope. No. And I think Disney well, know that. The Mandalorian's like already long since wrapped, isn't it? It's in post now. I believe so, yeah. Wait it wait in post waiting for the Disney Plus service to begin. Yeah. Which is summer, I think. Mistakes. I don't know if it's coming over here. What, we're what, what's going we're probably here? gonna we're probably gonna get a Netflixy kind of thing. For I don't a while. know, you know, because I think I think Disney, Disney, well, I think are big Disney's, enough to go. Are we Di- launching this worldwide? That's true, but all of Disney's movies are now off of Netflix in the states. Oh, that's true, but they're still on over here. Not a lot, also, not a lot of them, but a lot. You know, there are Disney properties. We've already on also already got Disney Life over here. True, so but I can imagine that transition yeah. thing of transitioning Disney Life to Disney Plus. Didn't it? Didn't you? Didn't you? Um, Didn't you? So yeah. Also, but also again, it's a. <laughs> That's what that was. It's a, it's a sort of they becoming their own um, competition because they now have a majority stake in Hulu. Mm. So another streaming service, as yeah. well as yeah, would be launching Disney Plus. Yeah, it's it's sinister. Fucking scary. It is fucking scary. I... I know. Ages. If you want, if you want to, if you want to hear sort of like more developed thoughts on it, like even more rambly, I'll just track down the number now. But we did an episode. 
about a year and a half ago about yeah. specifically about this where it was the main topic because it was around the time of the announcement of the merger and we talked about the pros but mostly the cons of, of where this is going to go i'm gonna find the episode number now because it's i think it's worth a revisit if you're curious gentle listener um you should be curious yeah bye curious wait what um here it is episode 72 from november 2017 if you go give that a listen big down cast number 72 um yeah it's uh it's odd but again we're gonna be somewhat hypocritical in a sense because we're gonna obviously talk about the things that come out of this and we're only human there'll be stuff we get excited about but it is important to there, not lose sight. There are of, absolutely of... going to be projects worth getting excited about that come out of this. Yeah, because you've got. Then, and that's the thing as well. It's, it's important to remain realise they're not the reason no. this has happened. Is this, is... They are a byproduct of it and one of the pros of it for Disney. Yeah, this is this is a Disney haven't done this so they can have the X Men. No, this is a movie studio with almost unlimited money at this point. Mm. Being able to pull from an even deeper barrel of IPs and ideas. And unfortunately, although I think we'll get some good stuff out of that, because of course we will, I also think it's going to be detrimental on new stuff coming through. Mm. There's going to be a lot more Star Wars. There's going to be a lot more MCU. I like those things, Mm. but I need variety. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some of the some of the things that I'm looking forward to most uh, this year, like Us, and not and Brightburn. Like mm. they're not they're new. They might be informed by by existing IPs, but they're new ideas. Yeah, um, it's it's new territory, and I think we're going to be getting less of that through. Mm. And the what we do get from the smaller studios is going to be choked out by. More Star Wars, more Marvel. I mean, maybe they'll maybe they'll prove us wrong in a sense. Maybe they'll turn around and be like, "Hey, through Fox Searchlight and a couple of other things we picked up, we're going to be releasing like twenty five independent movies under that label this year." If they suddenly turn around and did something like that, spread that money, yeah, I'd be like, "Okay," because then what you're doing is you are developing and informing art using your your influence using your money using your position yeah I mean I don't, I'm not holding my breath but I'm not holding my breath for that but that would be that would be wonderful or even if that was like half the mission statement like that alone would be okay yeah you're doing something different and you're support because you're, at the end of the day movies are escapism they're stories they're, they're fairy tales they're campfire stuff writ large for us all to enjoy together if you watch a movie around a campfire it better be a short one well, yeah. No, but you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> presented for the midnight. Really, that's going to really pull your three G down. Presented for the midnight society. <laughs> midnight society. Um, but you know what I mean. It's like yeah. there is no midnight society anymore. They're all on Snapchat. <clears throat> oh, sorry. It's twenty nineteen. They're all on TikTok. Ugh. You know when I went to see Captain Marvel? Five there were TikTok ads. TikTok ads. Yeah. Yeah, six, and they made it just look like shit Vine. Yeah, which is what it is. So it didn't do. So they did a great service. job of advertising it. That's true. 
Uh, how, are we, how are we for emails? We email um, I say we... I say the nay. We've got a couple of emails, but uh, nothing specifically pertaining to this, so we will pick them up next week, I reckon. Fair the do's, good um, sir, because kind sir. We're running on limited time, and I know you have places to be. I hell. And I have a place to be as well. It's called The Bathroom. Oh. 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 About to drop a deuce! No cats will be involved. Well, we'll see it when we believe it when we see it. And if they were, I wouldn't be fucking tweeting about it, would I, Shane? Shane! 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 I love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Get in touch, bigdamncontact at gmail.com. We'll read out your emails next week. Also, Big Damn Cast on Twitter, twitch.tv slash bigdamstream. The Big Damn channel is on YouTube. If you're not watching us on there, you might want to have a little fucking have a little garlic mat. <coughs> Coming up this week, there'll be a little video review of us at some point. Uh, not just us, the <laughs> film. <laughs> so, do you think Gandalf is going to be with Jon Snow or against him? I don't know, but. I'm just excited to find out which Hogwarts house they're in. And did they fuck? <laughs>